Hey, how you doing? This is Sylvester Stallone. And I'm saying, don't be greedy and lazy. Listen to an elegant weapon with Jason. He's like not mentally irregular, you know? An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 308. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, or Ross Jedi Jane. It's always so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studio. I hope you are all doing wonderfully well. I am doing wonderfully well. Exciting times, kids. We are like four days away from the great Philadelphia Comic-Con 2018. I'm so excited to be heading back with my points of interest cohorts josh l Hawkes hawks and francis the other guy fernandez will be there as your hosts and panel moderators for the weekend making tons of pod bringing good times to you so that happens april 27th to the 29th uh in the oaks pennsylvania so if you're in the area please come on out to the great philadelphia comic-con it's going to be an amazing amazing time happening very soon shortly after that a month away motor city comic-con 2018 so Good times all around happening. You know how the spring rocks, and we are going to rock it. Uh, last weekend, I did something fun, and I did it in the middle of an ice storm, which is absolutely ridiculous. But hey, sometimes we got to chase the storm, you know what I mean? So I got together with some friends of ours, and it was long, long overdue. For many years now at various social events around the GTA, I've been running into we got the geek they are a fellow podcast they are out of the niagara region saint Catharines, ontario canada in fact the birthplace of the jedi ross so uh jay stew and sarah i've got to know a bunch of these kids the wonder librarian the lineup has changed a bit over the years which you're going to hear about but uh we've had a few little chats on the show here and there about always in a convention setting so we finally got together to just sit down at a table and make some pod. We did this at Sketchbook Comics and Games in St. Catharines, Ontario. Very cool little shop. You got to go check it out, especially if you're a magic enthusiast. They got the tournaments going on. So I went down there to St. Kitts. I hooked up with Jay Stu and Sarah, and we sat down, and we made a whole 
whack load of pod. We talked about so much stuff from the Niagara region and its history to family history to the origins of our show to the CW shows to comic books to Spider-Mans to to, to, to so much I can't even regurgitate it all right now. But uh, it's like an hour and a half of incredibly good times and it was long overdue as I have said. So uh, there you go. That's what we got this week on the show. Um, next week, of course, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con like I won't shut up about. That's going to be happening. So I don't know if I will have something potted for next Monday for sure. But if you stay tuned, of course, to all our various social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we'll be online and live all weekend long. And you know that I'm going to have a boatload, a shit ton of content for you after that weekend. So uh, this week, please enjoy my conversation with the amazing Jay Stu and Sarah, fellow podcasters of We Got the Geek from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. Good times. So I guess as we were sitting here, we were just thinking to ourselves, how do we start? You know what, we've done these things, we started them a million times, that it's easiest to just start. Yep. So it's about goddamn time that <laughs> after how many years, I'm finally sitting here with Jay Stu and Sarah of We Got the Geek. Yay. Oh man, it's great being here. Thanks, man. It's been thank you. Uh, We're here at Sketchbook Comics in beautiful St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, the birthplace of the Jedi Ross. I was born here way back when in 1977 at Toronto General Hospital, which I believe does not exist anymore. Yeah, they they tore it down. They built some big fortress-looking hospital (laughs) instead. So there is a hospital there still. Well, in a different location. Okay. What's what's at that old location? Nothing now. Like, is the building oh, gone, no, the or is it just closed down? No, no. Well, Like, I uh, heard it was torn down. Hotel Dieu is right. torn down. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> We're all both yeah. gone. <laughs> oh, you know what? Did they tear down the general hospital already? I haven't been down there. The last time Neither I was I, down there, the it was... always closed due to construction. Yeah. And that could be why. But, see, my daughter was born in the general hospital. Right, right. And now it's, like, closed down. It's so weird. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I, the place I was birthed is no longer yeah, in well, existence. I, I was hotel, too. After that, it was just, you know what, we need to eventually close the shop down because yeah, Jason yeah. Clark was born here. So. <laughs> well, the thing is, so was my mother. And, like, all my aunts, like, my entire family was born there. And the crazy thing is the same doctor, Dr. Koholin. Oh, who, wow. who delivered my mother, right. delivered me. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, I think, I remember he retired at, like, 90 or some wow. ridiculous St. Catherine's age, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so to fill people in, I guess, uh, for each of our audiences who may be enjoying this experience, my name is Jay, I host a podcast called An Elegant Weapon uh, out of the Mississauga, Toronto, GTA area. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? All right, well, uh, I'm Jay Stu, and uh, We Got the Geek is a podcast we do, which started in 2013, just had our fifth anniversary. Um, yeah. Previous to that, I was doing a, a live geek radio show on a, a friend's radio station called uh, uh, Get Your Geek On. That ended, we decided to do the podcast, and uh, when we started, I was with three different people. Um, over the years, other people came and, and joined us. I think we have our best lineup now, including this lovely young lady sitting with me here, Sarah J. Yeah, I started, what, two years ago? Uh, three, 2015. 
Did I really? Yeah, I brought. Oh my God. It flies by. It doesn't really it? does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, and you, you and the Wonder <laughs> Librarian came in at the same time to help me out with Hamilton Film at Expo. The Hamilton Film Fest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good day all around. I was yeah. just listening because you guys just uh, one of your last, your second last episode. You guys were basically celebrating your fifth anniversary, yeah. so you told this whole story. Yeah. Yes. And so I remember just hearing it recently. It was a fun yeah. little origin story because when I first started kind of going to show. Shows, it was a little bit, and then you showed up, and you know you have a, rem- a pretty memorable, you know, characteristical mm. face. So I kept seeing Jay, and I kept That's recognizing Jay at these shows, right? Yeah. And uh, and you always had your suit jacket on at the shows, <laughs> or right? a tie, yeah, and and a microphone, right? So I was like, and then I just started hearing about you and hearing about We Got the Geek yeah. as it went on and on. And then we got to know each other a little bit, just running into shows yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it's been years we've been like, we got to sit down mm-hmm. and pod. We're, just so the people know, we're about an hour away from each other, yeah. roughly. So it's not so easy to just always, you know. Hey, let's hang out. Well, yeah, like two weeks <laughs> ago, I was like, we've been saying this long enough. And I had seen you guys at Toronto Comic Con. And I was yeah. like, enough is enough. So. I found it today that I had free, and I was like, let's <laughs> freaking do this. <laughs> and you guys were very kind enough to arrange uh, for this to be done. We're recording right now at Sketchbook Comics Thank you, on Jeff. Glen Ridge Avenue. Yes. Uh, Jeff is the owner, yes? Yeah. Thank you very much, Jeff. Jeff. Russo. It's a lovely little shop, and while, you, uh, while we're sitting here potting, you may be hearing a little murmuring in the background, and that's a bunch of magic tournamenting going on. Oh, yeah. So people are playing some CADs over there. Yeah. And that's good times. But yeah, five years, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Thank man. You. Yeah, that's good times. It's yeah. it, it's crazy because it, it never feels like it. I just, seven years, oh, wow. I think now. Congrats, yeah, man. I think we're, I started in March. No, sorry. October 2011. Oh, wow. It was just the tail end of 2011. Right. Yeah. And back then it was ridiculous. I was telling you earlier, it was me and a friend. We went down to the basement. We rolled one up. And we <laughs> we hit record on my iPhone. That's oh all we used God. was the voice memos on my iPhone. Wow. And we hit record, and we talked to just nonsense. The nerdiest thing we talked about was Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> because we always dreamed of making a movie. We always thought there should have been a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had this awesome idea. Here, I'll give you our, my pitch. All right. Okay. Is, you know how they, they make it back to Earth, right? Right. And everything's cool. And... Uh, they had always been working on different ways of getting out there, slipstream and stuff, right? Yeah. Let's say 10 years or so after Voyager gets back, right? They finally perfect this method of travel. They decide, let's go back to the Delta Quadrant because we can get there easily now mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of, you know, reinvigorate our relationships with all the, you know, cultures that they met there because of Janeway. So a brand new ship. Right. Slipstream technology. Yeah. Let's call it the USS Janeway. Oh. So that way her name is recognizable to people, you know, other alien cultures, mm. in, and, and go back to a whole new, you know, opening of, like, the Delta Quadrant. You can oh have mass, God. crazy, more Borg shit and everything. Oh, wow. So that was oh, our wow. mad, like, fan fiction idea. And we cooked that up on the very first episode of this show. Nice. And for <laughs> nice. the rest of the time, yeah, like we talked it. about Portuguese man of wars <laughs> that was that was episode one. So do you remember your episode one? Uh, the first one we officially put up was me and my friend, another Jay, Jay Hunter, um, <laughs> talking about uh, the series Superior Spider-Man at the time. Nice. When, uh, when Doc Ock was Spider-Man. Right on, yeah. yeah so that, that was, was our 
first official thing we put up. That's fun. Now, was that We Got the Geek, or was that Get Your uh, Geek that On? That was We Got the Geek, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Get Your Geek On, I think I just rambled on about Smallville, and I forget what else, because that was back in <laughs> that 2008. Was, that's back in the yeah. days, son. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a long time ago. There's a lot of different CW to talk about now, <laughs> yeah. eh? Yeah. That really did spawn something. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that show ran for, what, 11 years mm-hmm. or 10, oh and then God. plus one season was a comic book? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they added an extra season in comic book form. Because oh, yeah, people right. just yeah, they couldn't get enough. Wow. You know? And now look what we got. All these you guys like you guys are into CW shows, yeah? Um, mm-hmm. I, I like uh, most of them. Sarah's just watching Legends. Yes. Legends is fun. It's it like really the guilty is. pleasure one. Yeah. I never thought it would be this much fun. But it's a good show. Like I yeah. I'm not a huge D C fan. I'm getting to become one. Because, because of, of Legends? Because of Legends and because of, of Jason here. Right. Like, yeah. He has gotten me way more into comics than I normally would be. Well, that's a good thing to come that's out of your relationship. Great, yeah. Yeah. You know, because I am a nerd, but yeah. I was always, you know, with, with like the movies and, and all sure. that. Tell them the first thing we bonded over. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Halloween party at his sister's restaurant. That's wonderful. Dice. Oh, no. Nope. The dice are missing. It's not good when the dice go go, go missing, we kids. We can't have that. No, we can't yeah, have but, that. But so Howard, the duck. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, we had a drunken interview. He interviewed me because at the time I had been cast in an independent horror movie that didn't come to fruition. Darn it, because... I was going to get killed in a wonderfully gruesome fashion. and Which is always fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, getting stabbed <laughs> to death by your daughter? That's great. Not for real, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. cool, right? And so we were talking about that, and we were talking about this and that, and we just kind of, yeah, started talking about Howard the Duck and how much we both loved the movie. And I never read a comic in my life of Howard the Duck, but... The comic was a lot more fun than the movie. Yeah. It, was, it was it was a much different thing. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people out there realize, kind of, yeah. you know, I, I don't even know. The, the movie was, I enjoyed the movie yeah. and nostalgically and everything, but it's still so kind of offbeat to the, to, yeah. you know. Even though we only got him for two seconds, the Howard the Duck at the end of Guardians was lifted straight from one line and yeah. totally that's embodied the whole comic book oh, yeah. thing, oh my you God, know? Yeah. and so he lent me or no he bought me some Howard the Duck um, I, I, I got her the whole uh, Chip Zdarsky line in the graphic oh. novels <laughs> he did for my birthday so romantic and Christmas <laughs> and, and, yeah it was sweet it is. and then so I read them and I loved them and and then I got Chip Zdarsky to autograph one of them. Oh, nice. And it was like, yay. Oh, that's sweet. And he liked it when we interviewed him. He loved it when we told him that we bonded over it. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's a good origin story. Everybody yeah. needs a good origin story. I, I agree. I love the fact that we have an origin story. Yeah. Yeah, It's that's cool. exactly like a comic. <laughs> it's good to have. You and I, over the years, I've noticed, have a very similar taste. Yeah, on many things, and I, I, you're probably honestly the person online who I agree with their Facebook posts the most. Oh wow! Yeah, I and don't just know if I should be frightened about that though. It's just the little things. Like, <laughs> I remember you, you, when the whole Spider-Man thing happened, we mm. had the exact 
same kind of perspective. Yeah. And not that we disliked the new one, not that mm-hmm. we hated it. We have, we both understood that it came from a different kind of original place. Yeah. But I have a feeling you and I both kind of came up through the McFarlane Spider-Man years, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Where we really dug Andrew Garfield. I really enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man I, series. I man. thought he deserved at least a third movie to finish his trilogy. It would have been nice, yeah. eh? Yeah, it was a shame that happened. But yeah, there's certain things like that that I've noticed. You and yeah. I, we, you know, we have that same vein. So was it that was that was that your thing in like the early '90s and stuff? Were you into McFarlane and was uh, that a prime comic time for you? Yeah, the early '90s, late '80s too. Actually, I, I was into that and. Uh, Green Arrow's always been a big one for me. Nice, nice. Um, early 90s. I guess early 90s would have been the whole great Superman era, too, with Doomsday and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I'm going a little late. When McFarlane took over Spider-Man... Late 80s. It was, yeah, it was like was, 88 was, or 87. I was in high school. Something like happened, that, yeah. eh? I was, I was a little younger. You got a few <laughs> years on yeah. me. Because I remember going... Back then, when I was... I guess I was 10, 11, 12, maybe... And I didn't know about comic shops. Right. You know, we didn't know they existed. Yeah. And uh, you went to the convenience store, the local corner shop, to get mm-hmm. your, your comics, right? Yeah. And that I remember walking in there, and the first issues that McFarlane did were the, the Chance. Remember Chance? Yep. On the cover, the two were very similar. It was like 297 and 298 or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at them and thinking, why is Spider-Man shooting barbed wire out of his wrists? <laughs> because McFarlane just went so crazy with the webbing and oh, I, yeah. it was completely just barbed wire to my little 10 year old head at the time right <laughs> and then as he got into it and he did some stunning stuff man he yeah. did like the best capes I found too like he used to oh. Batman's cape was wicked the way yeah, he drew it absolutely and his, his close ups of Wolverine I always loved because oh, they wow. were very uh, it looked like he basically he drew Clint Eastwood as Wolverine Oh my god. Yeah. He basically would draw yeah. him. So so does this make you are you gonna start diving back or are you just starting to read stuff coming out now, Sarah? It's, what do you think? I've um I've got my favorites. Uh, actually I'm I'm reading Scooby Apocalypse. Okay. And you know what? It's really good. Sure. And yeah, I don't have a huge comic book collection, but I mean it's getting there. I mean my very first comic book that I bought was when I was in Meaford camping with friends okay and I, we went to we went into town to get some stuff and i bought a uh, batman versus grendel oh very nice yeah. yeah that was one of my very first and i bought a gambit one and a wolverine comic That's book kind of how comics started for me were trips to the cottage yeah my parents would buy me green lantern and archie books Oh, wow. And okay. sometimes yeah. The Flash. And yeah. that's what I would read on the way to the comics, or on the way to the cottage, you know? Uh, I remember hearing Shout on the radio, Tears for Fears <laughs> would be playing. You'd be in the oh. back seat. And my uncle had one of those uh, station wagons with the backwards seat at the back. Oh, yeah. You know? And you'd just sit in that thing and, like, traveling backwards. Oh, it was great well, you're times. Making me, time. You're making me the, feel old, the sir. 80s, man. There were good times. Well, you know. And growing up in a place like St. Catharines in the 80s was as quintessential as it got. Like, yeah. It was so stereotypically 80s for some reason. Just old <laughs> town, well, yeah. you know? And it was like everybody worked at the, either the GM plant or a donut diner. Yes. was where yeah. everybody seemed to work or a yeah. gas station. I think like two-thirds of my family worked at GM. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has your guys' family been here like a while? Are you like a couple um, generation? Or? Yeah, my mom. My mom's been here like her most of her life. Yeah, so I've nice. 
I've been here all 48 years of my life. So, <laughs> um, DeCue Falls, DeCue Road, Falls, mm. yeah. Captain John DeCue. Yep. My fifth great grandfather. Oh my God. Oh, wow. So that's my that's family amazing. history in nice. the in the region. So quick wow. little history yeah. lesson. <laughs> uh, his house. He was a prisoner of war at the time in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They were using the British were using his house as a staging point, right? Yeah. Laura Secord, when she heard about the thing, yep. you know, it was his house that she went to. That's one. Because she knew they trip. were there because they were related by marriage, oh. right? So Captain John DeCue was my fifth great grandfather. Laura Secord, I believe, eighteenth cousin by marriage. Oh my God. So when we were kids and stuff, we would make that trek and we'd go check out, you know, because the, the DQ house is just foundations now. It is, yeah. And there's like a little piece of fireplace and that's like basically I did it. a photo yeah. shoot there. With right a on. Cosplayer friend. Yeah. And Was it's that a, where we went with Jody? Yeah. Okay. It's a gorgeous yeah. area and yeah. it's so much, there's so, so much, much history, history in there. And you it's can nuts. just feel it. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool, honestly, because it's not just like, the Q thing to me is cooler than the C chord thing because mm-hmm. it's my grandfather. It's yeah. not like my fifth uncle or exactly. a cousin. This was just five dudes back, my grandfather, you yeah. know, straight down that line. Yeah. He stood on the field with General Brock, That's fought so cool. on the field with him next to it, side by side. Yeah. You know, nice. so. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, cool. I got a lot of pride in this like, region. That's amazing. Yeah, it's to be a cool able thing. To say, you know, my, you know, fifth great grandfather <laughs> yeah, yeah. fought with General Isaac Brock yeah. in the War of 1812. Yeah. Not many people can say stuff like that. No, but so I'm not the only love. one. No, <laughs> there's, no. there's at least 18 others that I know of that like, can say that. Like, cause oh, the line split so many fantastic. times, right? But you yeah. must love going to Niagara on the Lake then. I really do. I love. I'm a big history buff in general. Yeah. Like anywhere I can get it, Same. and uh, anywhere I go. Like even when I was out at that action show and uh, out in uh, Windsor, mm-hmm. and wa- I walked all along the water there because they have tons of the from the old, you know, yeah. the, the war back then across the river. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. tons of old memorials and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love looking at that stuff. Oh and, yeah. yeah. See, for me, it's it's. I love history, so Niagara-on-the-Lake, Old Fort Erie, my daughter and I oh, yeah. go on the ghost yeah. tours and everything of that. But also, for Niagara-on-the-Lake, I love movie history. And okay. And the Dead Zone right. was filmed in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Okay. And the gazebo that's out by the lake, off that one road near the park, Okay. that's where they built... It's been torn... The original was torn down and rebuilt, exact replica, that's to make awesome. it... Um, wheelchair accessible but the original was built by the film company for the movie for the movie okay and the director of the dead zone gave it to the city of niagara on the lake as a Aww, thank you for that's awesome being that's cool. able to i'd film never there. heard that that's so cool that gazebo is christopher walken stood in that spot <laughs> so when i went to niagara on the lake i'm standing in the gazebo and i'm like Christopher Walken stood here. <laughs> there was a, a really over there. there was a really bad Travolta movie film there in the '80s too called The Experts. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, my friend Linda <laughs> got that to meet Travolta out there. Rings a okay, bell. See, I didn't, you yeah. got to meet him? I, no, not me. My friend Linda. Oh, okay. He had a, he had like a mullet at the time, I think. And well, there's been some some history around uh, a Christmas story filmed yes. in St. Catharines. Oh yeah, yes. I believe the pole 
tongue scene itself was yep. especially in St. Catharines. Yeah, 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 yeah. That school's still standing, too. Which school do you know exactly? Oh, it's... Uh, it's My aunt knew and told me once, but I can't Meriden, remember. It's near Meriden, is it? No, it's now uh, a building called Jillian's Place, where, where also my friend Linda works. That's the yeah. school. Oh my God, yeah. you're right. Okay. And whereabouts is that? Oh, uh, Niagara Street. Yeah, it's not oh, yeah? too far from where I live now, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's yeah. groovy. That's some history around. You know. There's some great old buildings around, like right downtown St. Catharines. There's a lot of history too. Yeah. Yeah. Because on Earth Day one year, I went on a ghost tour of downtown St. Catharines. What? I didn't know they had When a... all the lights were out for that Earth Hour, right. they did a ghost walk of oh, downtown St. Catharines. Oh, that's fun. And there's, it was a martini bar at one point, this huge building, and there's stories about that building, the, um, the Merritt House. Where 97.7 hits FM, right. and those right, that's the White House. Yeah. Out on the corner of Yates. It was owned by William Merritt, who had a lot of tragedy happen. Uh, one of his horse drawn carriages had overturned and killed his wife and a couple oh, of his no. children. And so they the house is now thought to be extremely haunted. Okay. And so, and a lot of the radio station employees yeah. have noticed have had things happen and have seen or heard things and it's oh, okay this is cool so i love this i love that stuff all the paranormal do you know on saint paul there the little theater i think lincoln yeah yeah it used to be the lincoln yeah but it's it's still i don't know if it's still there but it was there um, a few years ago right on saint paul street yeah well the it had stopped in the 80s but the building was still there with the the movie sign it up. was back on in the late 90s though cuz i yeah. saw i saw fear and loathing in las vegas there oh, wow. oh okay i'm sorry that was that would have been the town cinemas then yes. also on, yeah yeah cuz the the lincolns were the ones that were at where the walmart is now on welland yeah. avenue right yeah, yeah. yeah cuz that's where i saw et and care bears and a bunch of stuff <laughs> uh, but the one on saint paul is the first movie house in Canada to show a Charlie Chaplin movie. Oh, wow. So the first time Charlie Chaplin had ever been seen in Canada was in that building there. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. I love soaking up the history when I can. Yeah, yeah. And recently it was weird in Mississauga on the Credit River a couple months ago. They were doing, you know, building a new house or working on house foundations or something right on the bank of the river on this property and they found they started finding like arrowheads and stuff oh my god so they're like okay well we've found you know an aboriginal like area yeah because the mohawks back then used to travel they weren't they didn't stay in one spot but they'd travel with the seasons up and down the credit yeah so they started digging and digging and they were like hey this one doesn't seem normal or you know let's call some people in turns out they found this encampment 2,500 years old. Oh my God. It's as old as the Roman Empire. Wow. And it's like one of the oldest archaeological sites found in like Ontario. Wow. Because oh we, you know how we're used to thinking, oh, a couple hundred years old, we're like, exactly. wow, that's ancient, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like in Europe where they're like, that feels like it was built yesterday. You talk to me in the thousands, you yeah. know? <laughs> and now we, ha- and it's so weird, right up the street from my house. It's like a five oh, minute drive. And now oh, wow. they had a big archaeological dig with the tents and everything. Yeah. Oh, and they're digging up coins and like, well, not wow. coins, but like arrowheads and right. trinkets and all this and that. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. That's like, cool. Over, oh, older than Jesus. Right on the Credit River. It's crazy, oh, wow. man. That is, Isn't that that's nuts? Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah, we're lucky to live in a in an area like this where oh, we're yeah. so rich with it too. Yeah. You know, well, and the comic book history. Not to get too far off the nerdiness, yeah. but I mean the amount of guys right now. I guess we it's gonna be history, but the amount of guys working for the big two right now that live in Ontario. Can you believe yeah. it? Oh yeah. Like yeah, it's insane. Like your Ken Lashley, your Dave Ross, you know, your Adam Gorham, your Chip Zdarsky, yeah. your Leonard Kirk's from this Leonard area. Leonard Kirk, yes. like. I knew Leonard Kirk's brother, like when I worked at the Donut Diner. Oh at, yeah. Uh, near like the beginning of his career, he'd nice. be like, "My brother's drawing comics now." Oh, that's great! Awesome, and then, man. yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> uncle, I, we're gonna keep veering off into the okay. I know it. But my <laughs> uncle went to school with the Rush Boys. Oh wow! Because they went to Lakeport High, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my uncle, who now lives up in Manitowoc, shout out Uncle Bruce. Hope you're feeling better. Um, yeah, so he, you know, and he came up all through them, and seeing them play at like Port Luzi as like a garage or you know like a there, bar. Yeah, band. there's oh footage of them. God. It's insane. Wow. There's yeah. footage of them that came out recently of them playing the Laura Secord Gym in the early '70s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on one of their new box sets too. That's where my that's where my parents went to school. Oh wow. My parents were, went to Laura Secord High School. Oh my yeah. god. That's Had, where my kid wants to go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. But it's neat. It's like I love Port Luzi though, man. It's a, it's an yeah. area down by the beach here yeah. that's just all. It's still kicking. It's still popular yeah. in the it summer has and stuff. It's been renovated a bit. There's a new almost um like a shelter, like a gazebo or bandstand okay. kind of thing. The carousel's still there. It's the carousel. Yeah. Well, that was the deal, right? Yeah. There's a there's a very cool old school wooden well. horse. Yeah, that it always remained. A nickel a ride. <laughs> That's crazy. So that yeah. everybody could enjoy it. And yeah. it has every winter they take the horses in. Oh, they take it right apart, eh? Well, I, that's, that I guess any, that's smart. Any yeah, horse yeah. or any animal on the carousel that well, they're needs wood. to be they need to be fixed right. and repainted and touched up are taken Is off the Is it all original still? Yeah. The whole oh, yeah. thing? Yeah. You're yeah. kidding. How yeah. could it survive, Even the calliope, eh? the music. Wow. It's just... That's amazing. I mean, when you go to ride it now, you're riding history. Yeah. 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 And it's just gorgeous. And it's all, yeah, all original woodwork for the animals and everything. Well, so. I need to go take my son soon up where my mom lives up in Pelham there is something called the Comfort Maple. You ever heard of this? I no. may have. I'm, I'm it's, it's a tree up in that area just by Balls Falls over there. Yeah. Balls Falls. That's been funny since I was two. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's a 500-year-old sugar maple. Oh, my God. And this tree is immense. Immense wow. enough, basically, that it's got its own name. It's the Comfort Maple. Right? Oh, wow. I have to find this yeah. tree. And it's just up. If you go up Victoria, okay. there's signs for it. Right past Balls Falls, there's a sign that'll say, Comfort Maple, and you go down the street. and. Oh. Uh, it's all held up with cables, and oh all the God. all the old holes in it are like walled up with like concrete and wow. proper stuff. For anybody who doesn't know out there, I'm an arborist by day, podcaster <laughs> rest yeah. of the time. <laughs> but yeah, so I have a particular affinity for trees. Yeah. But this one's just right up there, and it's oh Ontario's oldest sugar maple, 500 oh. plus years old. Yeah, and it's you know I'm always encouraging people to go. You yeah. don't know what it's like till you know you're standing in front of something like yeah. that, and it's just it's epicness dwarfs you, you know. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a like, very very. Can you cool imagine thing. if that tree could talk? Oh my god. And the things that it had yeah. seen. Yeah. It would just. <laughs> I mean, it would kind of freak me out if a tree started talking. But besides <laughs> that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like they talk. I talk to them. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, sometimes I'll be up there and I'll be about to, like, do a move or something that's, you know, not necessarily dangerous, but, you know, puts a little knock in the knees and stuff. And I'll yeah. talk to the tree, or if it's a windy day, I'll be yeah. like, just ho- just hold on, we're almost done. I'm just going to get this little bit little bit of dead wood out of you. It's going to yeah. be okay, darling, you know? And it, I don't, it makes me feel better, I guess. But, yeah. you know, in my mind, it makes the tree feel better and not fall over with me in it. So. Who's to say they, they don't understand? Yeah, you never know. Nerd stuff. Yeah. Well, I know what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I know we have uh, one guest in common that's been on 36 of our shows and probably on just as many of yours. Alfonso. Alfonso. Alfonso has appeared on the 847 of my 307 episodes. <laughs> uh, I was just curious yeah, what your first meeting was like with him. Actually. Oh, my God. My first meeting. Oh. That's going to take a brain jog, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it would have been a smaller show, I think. No, I, I can't say. No, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> okay. I just realized how <laughs> out of my mind that is. For anyone out there, uh, Alfonso Espinosa is the head of Studio Comics. Yes. Uh, he's an artist, writer, publisher, and uh, a, a very good mutual friend yeah. of yeah. both of our shows. And his, and his comic, his most popular comic is the Night Spike. Night Spike, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would have to say probably a Fan Expo or a Toronto okay. Comic Con. Okay. And probably just the matter of me walking around, meeting guys and talking okay. to guys. I honestly can't remember. It's well, been it's been since the beginning. Right. Yeah. Like, well, I've yeah, been talking to Alfonso for seven years now oh, wow. on this show on and off. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, because he was on early episodes for yeah. sure. He might have been yeah. the first comic book guy we got to interview was at a, a little show called Articon uh, like a month in our show that. Yeah. and uh, I, I I said two words to him that day I wasn't even the guy that interviewed him I was like hey nice to meet you I, I held the mic while the other guy interviewed him and at the time all of a sudden we started hearing this yelling behind us some guy yelling, my parents are dead, and Toronto Maple Leafs suck. Oh. We turn around, and it's Toronto Batman <laughs> Toronto standing Batman. on a chair just yelling. <laughs> Alphonse and I always laugh about that. but Well, it would be memorable. <laughs> yeah. But such a great guy. Like uh, We love him to death. Like he oh, is, yeah. uh, He's, he's kind of placed himself as an incredibly important part of the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only through the support and the example he sets as a grinder doing every show he possibly can, which is a philosophy, you know, in his situation that I I respect greatly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hardest working guy I know. know. It's how much he does for everyone else. Yes. And, you know, it is a business for him. Now he's opened the headquarters and an actual print shop up in Cambridge. The front end of the store is an independent Canadian comic book store yep. yeah, it and is so nice in there. it's incredible it's an incredible thing to do yeah and the back half is his printing and yeah. a lot of the community are now going to alfonso because of his affordable quality work yeah, which everybody needs and yeah. he being the grinder that he is i think what he's really beating out the competition on right now is you know is the service as far as i need this here you have it a day before usually like yeah. He will stay up all night long. He will skip two days of sleep if it means you getting your comic when you need it. And that's just the kind of guy he is. So it's been fun to watch. Yeah, man. It's been incredible over the years. Yeah, and he's got some great people around him, too, you know? Like, I love all those kids, like like Gills and... Vinny and Chad, you know, it's Andre. Great, yeah, absolutely, you know, great, great bunch of kids for sure. Yeah. I like how you say kids. 
Well, that's what my I consider my weapon ears in the community because we all are kind of kids, you know. This is where we get to stay kids and be kids. Like, I mean, we're not the fathers we had, right? Like, oh, no, are you no. kidding? Like, <laughs> do, we, do you think about okay, if our fathers were like our ages today, like in today, you could see us and like see who we are now, they'd be like, you're wearing, ho- you're wearing a hoodie and jeans, yeah. like yeah. that's just. <laughs> You know, like when the casual age switched with the 60s and everything. Imagine like our grandfathers. Would they oh, think, Lord. How well, see, I don't know how I became a nerd because my parents were not into this stuff. Like at all. My Here's was. my thing. No. Uh, it was the 80s. Yeah. 70s, 80s is yeah. what did it to us. This is why we are the culture that we are. Mm. Not because I think it gets a little misconstrued with the geek nerd kind of thing. Because it's. I think it's really honestly more a child of the 80s late 70s early 80s thing you know is this that's what we were raised on we were raised Mm -hmm. on cartoons that taught us to be good and all the simple ways of you know you be nice you treat people the same racism is bad recycling is good these were the mantras of our childhood and they were given to us through such incredibly cool creative original Mm -hmm. ideas things so original we can't let them go that's why yeah. we're rebooting everything, and it's oh been God, yes. 10, 20 years of doing that. Because yeah. it's like we went from the, we got through the 90s, and we're like, no, we need to go back. Yeah. We need to go back it's like, again. like, turn around, you know? we screwed up somewhere, let's yeah. just go back. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, all those Saturday morning cartoons were just fantastic. Yeah. Like G.I. Joe and Transformers and Thundercats. And, you know, growing up after they had gone off air and all that, I thought, there's no way they're ever going to come back. And it was just nostalgic for me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, there's a new G.I. Joe movie coming out. And well, that's because all the kids who love that stuff grew up to become the people making it. Exactly. And we're like, we're going to remake yeah. this goodness, like, you know right? What we need? We need this again. Mm. Oh, okay. Because if I'm you remember, too, the Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. those were the ones we got once a week that were kind of almost more the fun ones, yeah. the weird ones. But every day after school, yeah. for a good four or five solid years, from like three to like five, yeah. that's when you got your Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, yes. that that block, that yeah. after school block yeah. of good. That's what really. That's why I think it's so nostalgic in our heads. It was, Those ones we remember most weren't really the Saturday morning ones. No, it was the after school yeah. ones. It was the ones we watched every damn yeah. day, right? The, yeah. You know what? And Voltron. Voltron, I remember being like a Saturday or Sunday, but yeah, yeah that was and then like Alvin and the Chipmunks even would have the new ones on those, yeah. and that's when you got all the ones they tried that only lasted a season or two, like the Superstars of Wrestling oh or Mr. God. T's cartoon, oh my God. Mr. you know? Jim yeah, yeah. Spider-Man is amazing friend. They're yes. cl- most classic ever, and the Hulk. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, and how can oh, we forget Dungeons and Dragons? Absolutely, I yeah, loved yeah. that. And that's what got me wanting to play the game. Yeah. Like, you know. I never played much, but I, I played a little when I, like, I was around 12. But I was part of uh, a comic club. Oh, cool. That cool. me and, like, four other friends. Yeah. This is, like, four of us. We get together after school and talk and swap comics. But we called it our comic club, of course, <laughs> right? I think it was, like, Excalibur Comic Club or something. Oh, wow. But that's honestly where I learned a lot of what I know about comics yeah. was, was hanging out with friends. Cause I would have never read Captain America. Right. Right. Like I read Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah. So that's when I knew, but my friend, I remember Sand Lima. I remember he was a Captain America freak. Yeah. And he taught, he would sit there in his room being like, and then this happened. And then this <laughs> issue, this happened. And that's how I know a lot of the nostalgic stuff. 
Right. Like when I saw like Winter Soldier, when they announced that was going to be a movie yeah. and all that, those ideas, you know, or even the first Avenger, I only knew about all that stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. did you have friends like that? Like, uh, I didn't have too many comic book friends, to be honest with you. Like, all my friends had like movies and TVs in common. Uh, I, I got into comics kind of on my own, I think. How's that happen? You're just like, hey, a comic. I think well, I'll read it. All right. Well, to be honest, <laughs> when I was five, my mom got me uh, a Spider-Man and a Superman comic from, like you were talking earlier, the convenience nice. store. Nice. The rack. Max the milk. spinner rack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, well, uh, it probably would have been an Avondale down here, uh, no? Yeah. Oh, we used to have Max. <laughs> yeah, we had a Max milk. Yeah, but Avondale is where I got a lot, too. And then yeah. I discovered my first comic shop around 83, and it's still here, actually, downtown St. Catharines. Really? Mostly comics. Yeah, okay, back then it was Lens right, Odds right, and right. Yeah. Did that other new one open? Is that on St. Paul as well? Um, Dave Benison of Stick to the Story. Oh, that's, out that's the one he's been working with lately. Yeah. Is, and now... Did that? Did they have like a reopening or yeah. something? Oh, a new, okay. Uh, a new owner took over last summer. Oh, this is the so yeah. that shop's always been there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought the shop was just new in general. Okay, no. that's cool. Just new to owners, know. but they seem decent too. Right, right. Well, hey, they're keeping the shop open. That's yeah. as, yeah. that's as decent as you need to be, you know. Oh yeah. Is uh, Gord's place closed years ago? Didn't yeah. It? it reopened though. Did it? Did yeah. it? I, it I heard for a bit the... and then reclosed the gate. Is it open right now? Yes, it used to really? be. It was Gore's place, then it became The Honest Lawyer, which is an oxymoron. Um, and then it, the, uh, the Honest Lawyer moved to Hartzell. Okay. That's right. And Gorge Place took that old spot back downtown. Okay. And now it's Gorge Place again. I used to swing dance there every Saturday night. Nice. Back, yeah, at Gorge Place. Because they have swing nights and then they'd have 80s nights and they would like rotate. Geez, I remember going and dancing there and getting stomped on while dancing to Romstein. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how it started early for me when uh, I was. My my dad made me a toy box when oh, I was nice. like th- two or three. Yeah. And he drew because he's a good artist, and he drew like all the faces of Batman and Spider Man oh, and cool. Superman. Oh and that's how I remember learning about superheroes. Cool. Was being like, who are these guys? Yeah. And being go well, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it started early. But yeah, like, like I was saying before, I think that's why we've raised us to the point that you know. Yeah. I think it's different with our relationships with our kids too. I mean, oh, uh, at least I I can speak. You know, having my son and daughter. I feel we're a hell of a lot closer than generations past would have been able to talk about things or be open with each other. So I think you want to give them, for me, I know it's you want to give him that joy you had. And the only way you really know how to do it is through the things that gave you joy. Exactly. You know, because the first thing you learn is a new dad when you get this little kid. And, you know, at least when you have a son is you, you want to do that. You want to make him you. You want to give him all that stuff. Yeah. And you realize very, very quickly that they probably aren't going to be into any of the stuff that you were into oh, yeah. at all, right? Yeah. And, and my kid never stood a chance because I named her after Wonder Woman. Diana. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that was intentionally after Wonder that, Woman. That was intentionally, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've tried, like, she, she likes some comics. I've tried to get her and other stuff. She's in her own thing now. Um, Steven Universe is her big thing. Okay, yes. right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's a bit older, isn't she? Uh, she's going to be 13 next right, month. Right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. My kid's seven. Okay, yeah. Right, That's so... a good age. It's, it's a fun <laughs> age, it is. It's yeah. a fun age. But I've 
you know, you try to give them this and that. And mm-hmm. the, the closest we've ever got was Ninja Turtles. Okay. When the new yeah. one, not the new new one, but when the other one came out, the right. Nickelodeon one, he uh, he really dug that cartoon. So he went into a big Ninja Turtles phase. Oh, cool. Never nice. dug Star Wars. Now he's into it more with the new movies. Yep. They've hooked mm-hmm. his generation, so yeah. he's all about Kylo Ren. Oh, but yeah. before Kylo Ren, he couldn't give a damn about Star Wars oh whatsoever. I'd be like, wow. I got 79 lightsabers in the basement, <laughs> right? Literally. And this kid could give a damn. He's like, whatever, you know? I got Roblox and Minecraft to play, right? Well, that's I have a 17-year-old daughter. Okay. And when she was younger... I wanted to make sure that she was introduced to all this stuff. Because me growing up, and I was born in 73. Okay. So me growing up, comic books and superheroes and that kind of thing was, those are for boys. You don't want a comic book. Really? Yeah. And I was like, no, I kind of really want a comic book. And I want superhero figures and that kind of thing. No, no, no. Here's a doll. And here's a Barbie. And I was like, "Mm, no. But so when my daughter got a little older i thought now's my chance right and she has embraced it i mean now she's 17 it's like um makeup college this and that but she still has a place in her heart for lord of the rings good good the marvel movies she's big she's she loves well what she's 17 17. she's been growing up on marvel since she was seven now the movies yeah right yeah they started when she was seven so that's her total thing Yeah, that's great. She's excited for Infinity yeah. Wars, and she's excited for yeah. everything else that's coming out. That one we're all stoked for. Oh, like, yeah. come on. My kids, my kids off the <laughs> tree. Here's where it's tough for me, guys. Happening April 27th, the day that Infinity War comes out. That's the first day of the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Oh, no. Where I will be as official moderator and host for the weekend. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to fit it right. in, but I feel like I can't not go a day without knowing what everybody else knows. You'll I can't. You'll have to stay off social media for oh, like 48 I think I may hours. not sleep Thursday. Yeah. Because like Thursday night is set up for the con, right? Yep. And then it starts Friday morning. Yeah. And there's a lot of setup, which usually goes pretty late. So unless we could find like a late, late show... But I would be willing to see, like, down there, like, a midnight showing and oh, just yeah, skip absolutely. sleep if I have to. I mean, it's not like I'm climbing trees. I'm just yeah, true. I'm anyway. just hosting a Comic-Con. <laughs> I just got to smile and be loud, so yeah. it's all good, right? <laughs> and if I can't think of anything, I'll just be like, all right, time for audience questions. <laughs> Here's my mic. Pass it around. But I'm, I'm crazy, crazy stoked for this movie. And you know what? I was always excited, but it really was the last trailer with that cap scene. That I don't, I don't know if they... They must have knew that what they were doing, making that the last thing you see. But it's like the whole world got like shook over by that. When you saw him blocking the fist, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. this, is, this is for real. You got that feeling? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to a minor degree, I got like a tingly feeling. Uh, during the first trailer when Thor's like, uh, who the hell are you guys? And the Guardians are standing there. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be sweet, man. Yeah. Did you guys, okay, here's some fresh news we can talk about. Okay. This just happened like a day or two ago. But have you seen the most recent Russo Brothers interview? No. No? Okay, this is oh, exciting is this? stuff. <laughs> no, probably, it's probably something else I'm thinking So they're about. getting interviewed, typical press junket, two of them sitting there, someone's talking. I think they asked something along the lines of, what's next in store for the MCU? 
What are we going to see in phase four? What would you guys like to do? And one of the Russos starts, you know, oh, it'd be fun to do this or go on with that, you know, and there's secret wars. He just dropped secret wars and then kept on talking like it was nothing. And then the other brother sitting beside him, when he said secret wars, the guy went... <laughs> and he did like a weird oh, wow. little like smiley face right. and now it's like body language experts and shit are like analyzing this footage right because that might have been the biggest slip up in comic well, history if you oh, think man. about it they haven't said what Avengers 4 next year is about no there's no. at least four other untitled Marvel projects untitled that they, yeah. yeah you can't think that they're just gonna be like we know enough they're getting Fox. They're getting the X-Men. Mm. But a lot of people still, I think, are just feeling hesitant about if it's going to happen because it's been so hard and long a journey. Yeah. But it's there. Like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Do we... We got to really accept that, of course, Marvel is going to do this, I think. Yeah. I think this is, like, a lot of people are so iffy to trust it. But I'm full on, like, of course, this is going to, like, change everything yeah like you don't have to try and stretch out that phase four you know yeah just something you guys want to see would you i would yeah oh big time it's all i've ever cared about like well, the mcu's always felt incomplete to me if they're getting all those characters then i don't see why they wouldn't do secret wars right mm-hmm. i don't think they do it off the hop i think it'd be more of a i think they'd probably do like an a versus x thing more off the okay. hop okay you know because you know the I see it being woven in kind of with the Sokovia Accord thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the X-Men are kind of, you know, they they want to be anonymous, right? They mm-hmm. want to protect, you know, the anonymity of mutants and stuff. So yeah. it, they would be like like rebels, right? Yeah. So they could, I think it would make most sense to start out with an Avengers versus X-Men thing and trying to work it out, you know? Plus this all depends on... on which cast and which Avengers are going to survive these two last Avengers movies. I think Cap's done. Yeah. And this may be a ruse. You know how they said uh, Avengers 4 will be his last? Yeah. I don't think he's even going to be oh, in really? Avengers 4. Oh. I think this is. I think that's a throw-off. Oh, wow. I think he said that because he bites it in this one. Okay. Hmm. You can't say for sure. Right. But you can't help it. That's the only moment I care about knowing is that yeah. is just how does he not bite it when he's holding Thanos' fist? What could possibly save him in that moment? Yeah, Theories? exactly. That's true. Uh, Give me I, a theory. I don't have a theory, but I feel that if you're right, that would make it a great opportunity to put Winter Soldier into the role as Cap oh, in, for Infinity, Avengers 4, in yeah. Avengers 4, like in the comics. Absolutely. I agree that was 100%. A great run, by the way, in the yeah. comics when Bucky oh, took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh my I, yeah. God, I contributed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, you contributed well, because I don't think it's going to be Falcon, because no. he doesn't have no. the super juice. Right. You know, but yeah. that's why Bucky can so easily just step into that role, is because he's a, a superhero, yeah. and he's got the but super juice. But would it make sense for that to happen in, Inve- in Avengers 4, because at the end of Black Panther, and it's been enough time now, people, this is not a spoiler, that mm. he was called White Wolf. Right. And that was in the comics, too. Think, that was, yeah. yeah. I think that's what they're calling him in Infinity War as well. White Wolf. White Wolf For was a different three? character. Yeah. yeah. He was a yeah. character, but he was a different character. So I think that is one of the cases of having to meld stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely. But for okay. sure, yeah. I think he, I think that's like... You know how they can take a whole comic arc 
and make it just a part of a movie when done perfect perfectly. Yeah. I think they're just gonna yeah. Yeah, Planet Hulk. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's gonna be the same case with kind of the White Wolf character. Okay. As I think he and Bucky will, or he and T'Challa will have some sort of little bond that has formed. And they'll show just within a few scenes that they've become tight friends. Like the gotcha. White Wolf used to be like his right hand guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that they'll they'll kind of yeah. set that up and give that impression. Yeah. And that'll basically cover that whole White Wolf thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think Cap will bite. And you know, but a lot of people think it'll be Tony on this one. I think Tony too. Because yeah. that kind of brings them together. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Because they always have Rhodey there to take over as Iron Man, like also in the comics back in the day. Yeah, but they can't do that this time. No. Here's my theory on that. All right. <laughs> we now know that Suri, right, uh, yes. Black Panther's sister, is yes. the smartest individual in the MCU. Right. Yeah. A very, very fitting replacement for Riri. Oh. Yes. Right? Yes. Tech okay. geniuses. Why right. not Suri become Ironheart? Oh. Right? So yeah. that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Tony Scott or Tony Stark bowing out and her taking over the Iron Man persona and filling that. Because who else? I could totally In the see MCU. That, you would have to reintroduce, you would have to introduce a new character if you want to keep Iron Man. Right. Or you ha- and who else would you pass it on to? Right. She's the only one that makes that's sense. That's awesome. Huh? She has huh? kind of that, like, snarky kind of attitude absolutely too, that she's would perfect pass, like yeah. she could do it totally yeah. oh, i'd love to see that now yeah so yeah. i'm calling that one as a theory all right but i don't know if tony would i don't know if they'd kill him as much as Just they'd retire him yeah no, that... i think cap dies tony retires okay that's right. what i feel happening but i mean again this is all just because they got to set it up for, I think they've got this X-Men thing so in play. I honestly yeah. do. I think like it's going to have to sneak in through that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's exciting for Phase 4 that they're not announcing much. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many ways. So far we know Captain Marvel and yeah. Avengers 4 and I guess well, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 maybe part Well, of here, do we count Venom? I think well, Homecoming oh, is an yeah, MCU Venom. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They've confirmed Tom Holland will be appearing in Venom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I very not much. It's gonna just be like enough to connect it, I think. Okay. Okay. Which makes that an MCU movie. Yeah, you're Venom right. Venom is an MCU movie then, because that's one of the characters that they came to deals mm-hmm. with about and stuff, right? Right. So, there's so much more to open up for Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And their whole plan, I know, for Spider-Man is to be the Tony Stark of Phase Four. Okay. Because you know how the whole thing started with Iron Man yeah. has gotten grown to this point, mm. and then he'll be gone. And this whole thing's supposed to really center around making Spider-Man what he is, and that's the right. marquee hero of the Marvel Universe, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which people have not been used to because it's been Cap in the MCU, mm-hmm. but he gets bigger. Yeah. And I want to see a proper X-Men man. Yeah. Like, I want to see a suited up, four foot two, hairy as shit Wolverine, you know, just tearing shit up. Yeah. You know? I think they can pull it off, though. Yeah, that'd be decent. I think they should go with no names, though. Yeah, that's probably the only thing they could do at this point. Yeah, or like not super big names. But I don't want to see like another pretty Hugh Jackman take on the whole thing, you know? Because I don't think you were a big fan of the X Men movies, were you? Most of them I do like, actually. Yeah, okay. All right. I think. The only ones I didn't like was Last Stand and the second half of Wolverine Origins. Dude, maybe this is what I'm remembering. All right. Wolverine Origins. Mm. So, sorry, not Origins. I'm, I'm thinking the Wolverine. 
The Wolverine. Okay. Okay, the Wolverine, right? Right. Pisses me off that movie. The first two thirds of that movie are brilliant. They are Frank Miller. They are brilliant. Yeah. Right up into that scene, when you know Wolverine at, near the end and he's running through that Japanese town. It's at night. It's snowy. Yeah. And they're spearing him and they're arrowing him and they're like he's all oh, that yeah. shit. At that moment, they had a choice. To either continue this and let it become the greatest movie of all comic book time, or to completely fuck it up. And of course, they chose to completely fuck it up. They they took the wrong fork in the road. Now, as anybody who I think knows Wolverine enough as a character, if Wolverine is running through a village, there's a hundred ninjas, and he's got sticks and spears and arrows and spikes (laughs) all through him, what does he then do? I would imagine he goes nuts and goes after more berserk. of them. Berserk. The most berserk of berserker rages yeah. kills a hundred fucking ninjas. <laughs> Credits, you've got the single greatest comic book movie. I would have thought it better than Logan. As much yeah. as I love Logan, yeah. that would have made it the single best comic book movie, I think, ever. Mm. But no, Wolverine passes out. Faints. Oh, that's right. Yep. And then they take him away to go fight the big cartoon samurai. <laughs> like, how do you... Oh. Who somehow cut off his adamantium claws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most frustrating thing of all comic book stuff yeah. that has ever happened. It's that movie for me. Yeah. It's just, it drives me crazy, man. Yeah. And, and Logan, I was a big fan of until they did the clone thing again. Like, right. that he fought himself. Yeah. I was, that was a little like, yeah. Uh, but actually, the first, again, the first two thirds were bloody brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. His interaction with the kid was great. Yeah. And, oh, and God, Professor yeah. X. See, yeah, as much as I love Logan, I just, I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. It Can made we, you so sad you wouldn't watch it a second time. I have not really? seen it again. Oh, I wow. watched it in the theater. I won't watch it again. I can't. I just, I can't. Well, be excited for newness, because newness will come. See, it's hard for me. I really liked X-Men 1. Yeah. yeah. And that was also a game changer, right? It was 1999 or 2000, mm-hmm. yeah. and we'd never seen anything like it. So for its time, I think it's a classic. I think it's so brilliantly made. Even X2. Like that opening yeah. scene is still one of the best. Nightcrawler oh, yeah. in the White oh, House. Yeah. One of the best ever put on film. And then they started getting crap. Yeah. And I want to see the X-Men. Because they, those X-Men were born on a basis of not being like the comic. Mm-hmm. Like in the first movie, they're making fun of yellow spandex. Now we've evolved to the time where everybody wants to see the yellow spandex, right? Yeah. So I think, that's what, I think what we'll get out of Marvel is the uncanny X-Men. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. we're going to get a grunty little Wolverine. I'd be really good with that. Yeah. I think they're going to also... Professor X, mm-hmm. as much as I love Patrick Stewart, <laughs> and I do enjoy his portrayal, yeah. that's not the character from the comics. Okay. The Professor X in the comics was much more hard-ass. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. Right. He just wasn't a sweet, old, fatherly, wisdom figure. He right. was a leader. Yeah. He was more generalistic. I don't know if you read much X-Men. A little bit, yeah. But he was much more hardcore about, like, the mission. And he was mm-hmm. younger. 
Like he was never meant to be like an older man. He was right. he was in his forties yeah. when he was running the X Men, right? Yeah. Like it, you know. So I do I love what Patrick Stewart did. That's a great take, you know. Yeah. And he, and he should have got an award for Logan. He was oh, yeah. brilliant oh, yeah. in Logan. But I want to see that that Professor X who's kind of running shit. Yeah. I want to see that guy who's like go kick ass my X Men. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he was a little too pacifist in the, in the Patrick Stewart deal. I always saw Mark Strong okay. as a great Professor X. Yeah. You know? Do you know Mark Strong? He was uh, no. Sinestro in Green Lantern. Uh, he's going to be Dr. Savannah in the Shazam movie. Yes, too. yes. Yeah. He's in the universe. Um, he was the, he's the bad guy in the Sherlock Holmes movies. And he's the sidekick. He's Archie in The Kingsman. You know, right. his butler, yeah. Simon, you know? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. And he was Blackthorn or whatever, the evil guy in Sherlock. Brilliant actor. Oh, my God. Okay. Love that guy. I thought he would have shaved that guy's head with his arched eyebrows and his attitude. Oh, I would have. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's where I would have kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm hoping. We'll see what happens. Do you guys watch Legion? We started no. to, but then I had too many other things to watch. and Go back. Okay. <laughs> when you have the time. Do a little binge. I okay. think it's the greatest comic book television ever made. Oh, wow. All right. At least X-Men wise. It's... How much did you see of it? I think we watched the first four episodes. Okay. So you understand how trippy and crazy oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. beautifully oh, yeah. done it was? Yeah. It, it keeps up to that quality. Oh, wow. All the way up. I'm just bringing it up because I just watched season... Uh, season two just premiered like the other like last week. Okay. And for anybody out there, I like to push Legend or Legion. It's so incredibly beautiful wow. and trippy and nutty and well written and the acting to deal with this dialogue that makes no sense. It's yeah. very, <laughs> it's very Kubrick, David Bowie. Oh wow. Even with a little smashing pumpkins in there. It's like this weird <laughs> mix of like nonsense, but it's also got this like 60s vibe to it. You pick that up? Yeah, from the first You know, which so. I think suits the X-Men so well. Right. I think, you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain thing like if I if I did like brought the X-Men into a movie, I might try to give them that 60s swag. You know, not that like slick black leather cool, oh, but give, yeah. make them like the cool guys of it. Like, you yeah. know, like the yeah. guys who are like no, we're the outsiders sort of thing, you know? <laughs> what have you guys been watching lately, then? Anything Anything you want to oh, push out there? Anything you want to promote to the people? What have you been watching lately? Uh, I caught up with... I watched Jessica Jones Season 2, which I really liked. Did you like it better than the first? No. Yeah, I liked either. it. I agree. But I liked the first season better. Now, David Tennant yes. in the first season. Yes. I think that is the single greatest Marvel villain that's been put to screen. Oh. I I, I would you agree? Would, yeah, I wish Kilgrave br- was just so good in this. Yeah, somehow I wish they could bring him into the movies too. Oh, yeah. That's how good I thought. I, I love David yeah. Tennant anyway. That was he should have got an award for that performance. Like it really was underrated. I'm surprised people don't talk about it more. Oh yeah. He like, was evil. He really fuck. was. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you oh yeah. Kidding? I never get the guy the image of the one guy standing yeah. just beside the fence, peeing himself. Yeah. And he after like the show like you forget about him. And then, like, the next episode, it pans by, and he's still in front of the fence, all, like, shaking. And, like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, then. Yeah, he was glorious in that role. Yeah. yeah. I liked her a lot better in yes. this second season. She seemed more together. And you yeah. saw more growth with her yes. in the second season, yeah. which is good, because you don't want her to remain the same as she was in the first season 
because between first and second is the defenders. And so much happens to her with the defenders that she has to change in the second season. She has to have some growth or else it's going to flop. And everybody's going to be like, well, what's the point of going through all of that? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. So. Yeah. It was a fun one. I liked seeing Wildcat, like, lose her mind. Like, Trish went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe the ending. Like, spoilers, kids. You should have seen it by now. (laughs) But when she shoots her mom in the head at the end like that, I was just like, yeah, well, I would have killed her if I was Jessica. I would have killed her. Yeah, you know, like. But I cannot. Yeah, like she went flat out nuts. Like oh, there's yeah. no reasonable justification to anything that she did. Right. She flat out went bad guy nuts. So. Oh, she really <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, 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 and it was well done. Yeah, very well done. But yeah, Tenet man, are you a Who fan? Oh God, huge. That's oh, yeah. another one. Of, that's one of the other things we, we first bonded, bonded over. over. Oh, who. well, let's bond over some Who then. I, I love, love the who. who. Oh yeah. <laughs> Our wedding Such is a... Doctor Who themed. Oh really? When is yeah. this happening, by the way? September twenty second. September twenty second of this yes. year. Of this year. Isn't that like? So that'll be like two weeks after Fan Expo. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And so we're hoping to be able to get a photo op with Karen Gillan. I'm sure that can be because arranged. we had our photo op Come with on. Matt Smith last year. Right. And so the picture's going to go on the receiving table. Oh. That's so with sweet. our favors, which are comic books. Oh. We want to hear about book wedding favors. Oh, designed by Stephanie Line. Stephanie Line. Oh, yeah. sweet. And Sam Noir. Clarkson yeah. kids. Stephanie lives about a five-minute walk from me. Oh, nice. That's how close Stephanie and I are. We're, we're super close uh, in that area. Yeah, she's, she's a good awesome. old Clarkson yeah. kid. Um, my friend Derek Becker who hosts a podcast out of Michigan called Comic Pros and Cons. Oh, cool. And he got married last year. Ah. And he knows a lot of artists, uh, including Ryan Stegman, who's a good friend of his. Oh, jeez. Ryan Lee, you know, Jay Fosgett, a lot of Marvel-working artists, right? right? We're at the wedding. Oh, my God. So here's what he did. Uh, The round tables, some square, actually, but all the tables were covered in brown paper. That was the tablecloth. It was brown paper. I know where this is going. And I love it. The centerpieces were a cup of Sharpies, all different colored Sharpies. Oh, And God. one of these, a lightsaber selfie stick. This oh. is from that wedding as I hold this up, oh, showing oh, these guys. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah. So, it was one of these and the, and the Sharpies and your, and your table, right? Right. Yeah. So... You can imagine by the end of the night, these things, these, if honestly, these things are probably worth a lot of money. Wow. Um, so they rolled them all up like they were Egyptian scrolls, you know, took such good care of them. Some of them are so covered. Like there was one table that was like declared like the Wolverine table. So only people drew Wolverine on that table. Oh my God. Yeah. And people were going around. That's how people were mingling because they wanted to like, oh, I need to get a piece in on that table oh, that's or whatever. Fantastic. Right. Oh, so, that's cool. so yeah. So some of them are covered enough that they want to make some kind of cool display. I think they've just got oh, too wow. many to like, they would cover their whole house. Right. Right. But some of them are splotchy. So they're going to actually cut out sections of the ones that aren't, like, fully filled in and then, like, frame those. Oh, my God. But we're talking, like, original Ryan Stegman drawings of Spider-Man just while he's eating his dinner on this thing, right? Oh, my God. And here's here's a cool truth that I'm going to tell you guys, though. All right. Is no matter how big, how successful, how famous, how well-respected a bunch of comic book artists are, if you put them in a room with a bunch of paper sharpies and beer, they're gonna draw dicks. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of dicks. 
The whole table. But were they covered? Superhero dicks. They were totally oh, superhero man. dicks. <laughs> and people were doing mean things like. Oh no. Like, uh, okay, I'll give you an example. Somebody because okay, to be clear, this was not Ryan Stegman's doing. <laughs> Everything Ryan drew was safe and sound, but somebody, I, I'm not sure who it was, but a lot of quality, right? Yeah. And somebody drew Spider-Man with his hood up over his nose and one of those previous things I mentioned in his <laughs> mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> and above it wrote, Ryan Stegman drew this, I swear. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that's probably one of the ones that will never see the light of day. Mm-mm. But just to be clear, Ryan did no. not draw that. No. But that was the fun of when you throw a bunch of goofy, you know, because I've got to hang out with a lot of comic book artists, like yeah. at post show dinners and parties now. Right. And they're regular people, you know. We oh, see yeah. them as such so awesome because yeah. they, what they do and yeah. it's mythic. But really, they're just clowns like the rest of us, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. So. But it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How's it been for you guys as far as your the evolution of your interview? You know, has it gotten easier for you, more fun? Yeah, I'm finding myself making less and less notes for my interviews because I yeah. was always worried about what I was going to ask or if I would forget stuff. Sure, yeah. And a yeah. lot less ums and ums. Yeah, I'm watching that. Like when we ran Verbal into crutches, they oh, call them. Oh, and like... Yeah. We ran into you after oh, yeah. we interviewed John Wesley Shipp. And right. That was probably the first celebrity that I didn't have any notes on me at all for. None. Nicely done. Yeah. And yeah. that was such a great interview. Yeah, I heard that. It went well. Yeah. I've been doing a lot more involving, like, involvement with yeah. the podcast because usually I was just like, hi, I'm a photographer. I'll just stand back here. Just smile. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you can't. You know. Yeah, you want to get then, in but there. But now I'm getting more and more involved with the actual interview process. Sure. And yeah. being able to talk to John Wesley Shipp was just Jesus, he really was at the Philly Con last year. Oh, wow. And normally I do all the moderation. And mm-hmm. I, I help plan out the schedule. I kind of kind of make sure I get to host the ones I want to host. <laughs> nice. And uh, there's our good friend, Eric the Smoke Moran. Is uh, He's a big cosplayer down in Philly. Okay. And uh, he runs the cosplay at the show. Oh, cool. And every year he gets one requested panel that he likes to do, right? Right. Because whatever, it's because he's he does a reverse flash cosplay that's really nice. amazing. Oh, wow. So last year he really wanted to do the John Wesley ship. Mm. So it was one I didn't get to do. Um, and then this year he's yeah, at Toronto Comic Con and everybody else got pressed to talk to him. So so he's becoming my snuffle up against in a way. <laughs> Uh, or my pokeroo. Is yeah. that, I wonder if I'll ever get the chance to actually talk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> my chance to actually talk to John Wesley shit, which I'm sure will happen at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I, I, I prepare more when I know I got a show coming, but my thing has always yeah. been that I just don't. Wing it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was born with this strange lack of having the gene of embarrassment. <laughs> I, I don't get nervous. That's good. I think I, I think I found that gene. Yeah. <laughs> I get very shy. But then sure. when I get to talk to people, then I open up and everybody's like, you're shy. I'm like, eh, yeah. Well, it, sometimes it is just a matter of a warm-up. It yeah. really is, you know. Mm-hmm. I've gotten, I don't get nervous hardly ever. I used to get on stage and it was like a high for me. I'd come off and I'd literally feel two feet off the ground. Like, yeah. I'd get such a buzz out of performing. I'm so 
happily comfortable in front of a lot of people. Yeah. But there have been those rare few times when I've met certain heroes where the leg starts going and I just start breathing like in that. Uh, <laughs> that, that the choir, oh, sir. my goodness. Oh, yes, Karen Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had to talk me down. Oh, and, and Jason was... Muse. Jason Muse, you were worse than... Really? He... Bro, well, Jay? Well, <laughs> he's like the most approachable of them all. And he really I know that now, is. But, but that's I mean, funny. Yeah. Jace too had like just adores yeah. Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Right. So when we got a chance to talk to some of the cast of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, okay, at Fan Expo, yeah, we got a chance to sit and talk with Jason Mewes and. Yeah, I did most of the talking. Yeah, I was clamming up there. You were I got really a that's clamming up. Questions that's in. adorable. And man. so I know I'm just like, oh, so how is it like doing this? And, and I'm just talking away. And yeah, yeah. great guy, like just very like laid, like you said, laid back. Oh and yeah, just super nice. Sure. Like, just a fantastic guy. Um, AMC's Comic Book Men. Yes. You guys watch right? Mike Zapsick. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was a big fan of his back in the day from a podcast he was doing before Comic Book Men came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was on Twitter, and this was in the very beginning, and there was a thread, people were talking about podcast guests they'd love to get. And I just shot out there some tweet, like, I'd love to get Mike Zapsick, pick his brain, you know? And he got back at me. Oh my God. And he's like, let's do it. Oh, nice. And I was oh, like, really? Uh, okay. And <laughs> he was on, we Skyped up, and he was on episode 25. Wow. So that was my first big, like, boost. That's when people kind of noticed the show for right. real. It was like, oh, something happened in there. Oh, cool. Then he was kind enough to come back for my 100th episode. Oh, my God. Because I hit him up, and I was yeah. like, you helped start all this. Would you come back? And he was like, well, hell yeah. Oh, wow. Then for my 200th him and I both happened to be at Motor City Comic Con. Nice. And Podcast Detroit, one of my networks, had they go live. They have a live booth set up. Right. So the, uh, him and Ming were on my 200th episode. Oh, my God. Uh, live from Motor City. Oh, wow. So he did 25, 100, and 200. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's been an incredibly cool friend oh, of the show and That's seeing awesome. him at shows over That's the years. Cool. But those guys will do it. I, uh, so, so I got to uh, interview yeah. Ming and uh, Walt at Niagara Falls once. And I thought I had pissed off Walt. Walt. In all the, tough, in all the pictures, yeah. he's standing in the background just looking like, what the hell am I doing? I was <laughs> That's talking, Walt, though. I was talking yeah. about the show with Ming. And as soon as I brought up comics... Walt came out and started talking, and like he seemed more excited about the interview. Yeah, that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Once you find that's that thing to connect over. Yeah. You know, I was doing a live uh, panel with Julian Glover. Okay. And okay. I was trying to find something, and it was Stratford. Oh, I said the yeah. word Stratford, his fucking it. eyes lit nice. up, and I knew yeah. I had him. I was like, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to take this to that, to Stratford, to Shatner, to Star Trek, to John. I just, I, <laughs> the steps all started coming in my head. You yeah. know what I mean? Nice. Oh, my God. So for my 300th episode, right. I was like, should I get Mike back, you know, or should I kind of shoot for something like, you know? So I was like, fuck it. If I could have anybody on my podcast, who would it be? It's like Kevin Smith. Not going to happen. <laughs> Ralph Garman? Oh, nice. Let's give it a shot. Yep. Send him an email. Write to Hollywood Babylon, the HBO at AOL.com that they still use. <laughs> and I sent him an email, and I, I laid it out. I said, hey, this is me. This is what I do. It's coming up my 300th episode. You know, Mike can make a bit on the show. 
you know, I, I, you know, maybe you got 10 minutes, you could Skype just to, you know, yeah. drop in. It'd be a really big treat, blah, blah. You're my hero, blah, blah. <laughs> and he emails, emails me back. He's like, sure, can we Skype? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, all right. So we set it up like a week and a half later. Oh, my God. And he Skyped me up. And we were going to talk for like 10 minutes. It was the day before the Super Bowl. And he's a Philly boy. Oh, jeez. So that was like a big deal for him, you yeah. know? And, uh, but he was kind enough day before, gave me 10, I was like, just like 10 minutes or whatever. And he gave me like almost half an hour oh, wow. of cool. just talking because we got into talking, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was my 300th episode. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. About seven weeks ago or so. Oh my God. And I could have ended the show. I could have been like, that's, that's the bookend right there. Oh, wow. They're done. Yeah. But they're so down to earth. All those guys, what I'm yeah. saying, they're, yeah. they're willing to do these and have these really cool chats, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, we're realizing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Mike and Ming, their show is on podcast Detroit. Mm -hmm. So we're actually network mates, Oh, cool. which oh, is kind of cool. cool. And we've hung out enough and with mm -hmm. other shows and they're on that level. Like mm -hmm. as much as they're higher than like a hobbyist, like podcast, they're, right. they're not getting Kevin Smith levels. So they're out there hustling too, you know. They're yeah. trying to get their word out, trying yeah. to get their thing out. So yeah. you know they kind of understand, and when they are willing to just, you know, hang out and talk to whoever, man, yeah, I love exactly. it. Uh, Rob Paulson, oh, the voice him. of Yakko, yes. and, or yeah, Yakko and yep. Pinky stuff. I met him at Denver, and that nice. was a nervous one. Didn't I even bet. host or interview. Yeah. I just oh, wow. met him. I just got in line and was like, can I pay for a bumper? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me three recordings, two oh for the show. God. One is Yakko uh, and one is Pinky, oh. saying you're listening to an elegant weapon. Oh, wow. And then he did a third one for my kid as Donatello. Right, and he, he sent him a whole message as Donatello, yeah, saying you could be our, tr our Toronto Ninja Turtle, and you'll have to pick a color and blah blah blah. I love. And he's Rob so Paulson. sweet. He's so a sweet comes around part. for comes around for a picture. You know, we're doing the arm around each other thing. My leg is going enough to notice. Oh, wow. Like he's like you're right there, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous. Like you're a big hero, and he's like, don't be nervous, and he's patting the other. We took some pictures, <laughs> and he was so sweet about it. But him and who's the other super nervous one was uh, John Ostrander, okay. who's oh, a comic book squad. writer. Okay. Yeah, he pretty much, he didn't invent the Suicide Squad, but he invented the lineup we know. Okay. Like, it was an old school right. group that he revamped and, like, rebooted with oh, all wow. with Deadshot. Okay. Deadshot used to be a character with, like, a top hat. Yeah. And he looked like a magician <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So John Ostrander basically came along and fixed it. He also wrote pretty much the defining origin on Martian Manhunter, oh, a run okay. with him. He wrote an incredible amount of the Dark Horse Star Wars comics. Oh. That's where I knew him most. Him okay. and Jander Sima, okay. uh, incredible artist. Right. Um, so he was at Motor City Comic Con a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. And I talked to him, and I was really nervous, but I got through like a 10-minute yeah. interview with him. <laughs> I was like, do you think maybe sometime we could Skype if you're online and we could do like a full episode? He was like, absolutely. So I got his email. We hooked it up. Oh, cool. And for like 10 minutes before it was time to call him, I'm just sitting like in front of my laptop, like <laughs> staring at my mic, and my leg's going... It's always the stupid right leg with me. Yeah. I cannot control it. When I get ner when I do get nervous, the right leg starts doing the rabbit thing, and I'm just like waiting. So it took me like 10 minutes to just calm down yeah. and like yeah. be able to just have a conversation with the guy because yeah. I so look up to him and oh god, big time. What he's done, you know. So yeah. who's some other memorable ones for you guys? 
memorable uh, Paul McGann last year, oh, actually. Oh, yeah? How was yeah. that? He is just, I keep calling all of them sweethearts. He was, but they are. Yeah. He was nice. <laughs> and he was he very was, personal. He was my first doctor, actually. Yeah. That movie from the 90s. You started Doctor Who with the movie? Uh, right? Only because nothing else was on TV that night. Too. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. See, my first doctor was Tom Baker. So, hold on. Did you see the movie and then get hooked and then had met her? Or did you uh, see the movie, I thought s- it was cool, then met her, and she got you more into who? No, no. How did I this work? I saw the, the movie. movie when it was brand new in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that, and then when the reboot came out, you were excited? Um, when No, I didn't. I, I watched the new reboot backwards. I, I came in on the last five or six episodes of Tenet. Okay. Yeah. And then watched went all the Matt to, Smith. Okay. And, and then went back and watched the rest. Right on. <laughs> and um, then met me. And then met okay. her. I, yeah. And then we watched the Capaldi one. And then that's together. how you bonded. Okay. Exactly. Right, and right. I am so excited. I, I me too. I miss doctor. him though. I loved him. I love him. Capaldi. Oh, Capaldi yeah. was I, I, fantastic. I loved Smith and I loved Capaldi and I'm very, very excited. But I wanted more time with this one. Yes. Matt Smith felt longer. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's because of the grand arc we got out of that story. Absolutely, Some yeah. serious Doctor Who lore shit went down. Oh, big time. During his run. Yep. We didn't get that out of Capaldi. They went back to more of, you know, a, a Origin, story sort of, by yeah. story and kind story of thing. Story, yeah. yeah. And I, I wanted to see more happen with him and the, you know. Although I guess the ones they did do were very poignant, like him and River. Oh yeah, like their last yeah. night so together. I like, cried. Yeah, that was. I admit it. I don't care. I'm yeah. not ashamed. And that, even that last speech he gave <laughs> before he regenerated. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I thought he was gonna be. I thought they would fix the whole Gallifrey issue with him this time around, though. I thought he'd find them. Like he did find them and go back and yeah. Yeah. killed the president and everything. But I just thought there'd be more to that. Like yeah, because Matt Smith's Gallifrey run was so epic, right? Yeah. Like and it. I don't know. It felt like a lot longer than three years. Yeah. yeah. So it must be special. Like, talk to me about the woman's perspective of the lady doctor coming. I just think it's it's about time. Yeah. Because, and I'm, I would get into Facebook arguments with people on the Doctor Who pages and everything. And a bunch of us were all like, no, no, this absolutely can happen. No, yeah. he can't regenerate. Yes, he can. Because my argument is the general in one of the Capaldi episodes... He was a white male time turned, lord, yeah, yeah. turned into a black female time lord. Yeah. Don't tell me it can't happen. It can happen. There's much further precedence well, back and for there it. is. Absolutely. If you go way back into the history of Gallifrey, yeah. huge precedence yeah, yeah. for switching. I think what's-her-name was a man first. Uh, is it Ramona? Not Ramona, but... The mistress. No, the Tom Baker's girlfriend oh. time lord. Remember her... She's like one name, and it's like Ramona or something. Like, it might be Ramona. That sounds familiar. Something yeah, like that. Does sound yeah. familiar. Or Romana? Romana? Yeah, that, Romana. Yeah. yeah. Romana, I think. I believe she was a dude. Yeah. And then became a woman, I think. Yeah. I'm saying I think so hard because you know the Whovians will freak the fuck out if you're wrong. Well, oh, right. you'll be getting but messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me absolutely. put it this way I liked Capaldi so much, I was considering not watching it again. Just, but then they yeah. made the announcement about the new doctor. That's a pretty cool idea. I think yeah. I would stick around. I was nervous yeah. they'd just go with a young buck again because oh, I think too. it's already been done perfectly. It has been done perfectly. So, yeah, do and something else. and What else can they do except just kind of rehash the same I like male what, archetype? Yeah. 
I like what seems to be an innocence she's going to bring to it. Yeah. Like a wide-eyed, refreshing wonder to well, the whole it's, thing. Yeah. It's it's not just a different physical. Yeah. But, I mean, the way women and men think are slightly different, too. Yeah. So to come in with the more female... Yeah. Like, but here's the thing that... She's talked about how she's trying not to look at it too much that way. Right. She's trying to look at it like she's a time lord. She's an alien. It, they don't look at themselves so much right. in those gender roles. Mm. True. So she's going to be more like a kid, I think. I don't think okay. she'll play it like a, like a with a tender, older like mother. I don't think there'll be any kind of motherly quality. No. I think gonna she's going to be like a young... Lighthearted child you know, at heart kind of thing. More like a brave... Yeah. You know, like, what's her name? What's her name? Merida? Merida. I think it was, she's going to be more that type of a character. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. More of excitement and wonder yeah. and awe. Yeah. You know? Just the way she got so excited when she first changed. Yeah. She's, she's like, oh, brilliant. Oh, that look yeah. on her face Yeah. Was she's great. like, you know. That was a wonderful yeah. look. But here's what I'm, I'm upset with about the start of her run is... Can we please have a regeneration where it doesn't destroy the TARDIS and they get separated and yes. have to find each other again? Like I was like, awesome, yay, look, it's blowing up, everything will be okay. And then when she fell out of the TARDIS, yeah. I was like, which no. is cool because that was the moment I stopped paying attention to whether it was a man or a woman. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It, that, it was like, new doctor, okay, she's a woman, but new doctor. And then when she falls out, it was instantly like, I'm way more annoyed at that to think yeah. of any of anything right. else, the right? Has to go find the freaking TARDIS again. Yeah, and which, yeah. Who cares if it's a man or a woman doctor? Just hopefully it doesn't take her too long. I hope they wrap it up in like the first five minutes. That they would both be crash. She gets because that's kind of the impression that the original reveal of her gave. She was in Capaldi's clothes. Yeah, which she's still wearing, right? Yeah, and I don't see her getting those new that new outfit from anywhere but the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but I'm very, very excited to see. Oh, me too. I can't how wait. it goes along. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah. McGann was a like a really uh, oh, yeah. good interview for us. He was so <laughs> nice. We just went up to him and we asked veered. him. And he said, "Sure." Yeah, for a guy that is spending so much time talking about something he barely spent any time of his life working yeah. on. Yeah. You got to give respect but to people for appreciating of it that too, love. Yeah. For the longest time. Well, enough for him to come became, back and yeah. do the little. What that was the short, bit called? The, the night short. The doctor. The night of the doctor. Yeah. 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 But he steps out. He's like, but probably the one you're not expecting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, totally not. <laughs> no. You were saying how Tom Baker was your doctor. Yes. And it's weird because. He's like any late 70s, 80s kid's doctor, but he wasn't the doctor then. No. Right? Um, because no, here in Canada, mm-hmm. they constantly replayed Tom Baker's episodes. Yes. Especially yeah. after school. Yeah. So we grew up thinking that was the doctor at the time. Yeah. But no, the one who was on whatever Saturday night when they actually showed it on BBC, yeah. we never saw that. No. We didn't know about Peter Davison at all. No. Who, by the way, kids, will be at Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Oh, okay. So I am incredibly excited oh, to be meeting cool. him. Yell at him for me about his whole not liking the f- woman doctor. We'll see what happens. I, I have a feeling that might come up. We'll see what goes what goes on with that. Nice. Because you know? I liked Peter Davison and that the fact that he's you know David Tennant's father-in-law. Yeah. But he can go suck eggs. Where the hell is not- Jenny? Yes. Like, where is she? Um, <laughs> also, David Bradley. 
is at the show. Yeah. So I'm going to get to host David Bradley's panel, which is probably the one thing at the show I am the most excited That's about. Of all the people I'm going to get to talk to, getting to hang out with him is going to be incredible. Oh, be and we got to run the gambit because we're talking Game of Thrones, Harry yes. Potter, you know, Doctor Who. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. So. Was he cool. in Harry Potter again. He's the caretaker of the of Hogwarts. Oh right, the old Filch. guy was yeah, Filch. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, yeah. that's so, right. So I'm very very that's excited. Pretty cool. <coughs> I tried to make it so him and Peter Davison could do a panel together. Right. But it didn't just timing and stuff. Uh, it unfortunately uh. it didn't work out. So there will be two separate panels. There yeah. will be a David Bradley and a Peter Davison panel, nice. which yeah. is very very exciting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited. And there's some other cool ones. Luke Cage, Mike Coulter Ooh. is one we're gonna be doing. The entire cast of Black Lightning oh, wow. is there. Okay, uh, smoke, Eric, uh, the smoke, the guy who talked about earlier, the cosplayer. Yeah. This year, that's the panel he's gonna be doing. Oh, cool. Is Black Lightning. Okay. okay. But my dream is the fact that Black Lightning and Luke Cage are both at this show. Oh yeah. I need a pick. Are they even allowed <laughs> to be in a picture together? Oh. I don't know. Right. Because I will at some point be in a room <laughs> with the two of them. Oh, nice. That's, there's like a 95% yeah. chance that that's going to happen. Oh, my God. And crazy. I want to be the cream in that superhero <laughs> Oreo. Because could you imagine, like, Black Lightning and Luke Cage towering over? Like, that's a that's an internet-destroying oh, picture that's, right that's there. Cool. That you know? Yeah. So that's a dream oh I want God. to have happen this year. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about it. They've got a really good lineup this year, though. Uh, Sounds like I'm it. just talking about it a bit because I should be plugging it. But uh, Jim Cummings, okay. uh, yeah. Michael Goff, and Andre Stojka. So okay. Owl, Gopher, Winnie, and Tigger nice. are all going to be there. Uh, I've met Jim Cummings in the past. I interviewed him. I like him. But to ask you, from listening to your show, all right. you there's a lost episode of you interviewing who you said was the voice of the Tick. Townsend Coleman. Townsend Coleman. Yeah. Now, was that from the Mississauga Meadowvale Toy Show? No, funny story. Really? This was, from the, this was from the old show, uh, the Get Your Geek On. And uh, our friend Amy... Uh, worked at Minax. It's a call center around here. Okay. And it's, it was for Apple support. <laughs> and one day he called in to get help with his Apple. And she's like, you sound really familiar. And uh, he goes, oh yeah, I was the tech and he was on, He was one of the Ninja He's Turtles. A turtle. He was Michelangelo. Um, he was the guy that did all the announcing on NBC in the 90s. Like, coming yeah. up on Friends. For Jay Leno and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So she goes, I have these friends that do this live internet radio show and we exchange they, they exchanged information and wow we he, he called in to the show and we were only expecting a few minutes we got an hour with him really and we didn't even ask him wow. to do the voices and he kept doing the tech and the Ninja <laughs> nice. Turtle yeah. and then like one of my beefs with the old show is the episodes weren't getting saved and put on iTunes. I still don't know why, and that episode is now lost. Oh, and I would love sad. another chance at talking to that guy again. Oh, yeah. I hate the internet grandmas. The, the yeah. first six episodes of this show are missing. Oh, man. You cannot hear the first six episodes of An Elegant Weapon. There might be one guy, this guy Tim. Tim, if you're listening, I don't know if you ever checked. But he said he might have them backed up on his computer from because he's a he was listening from episode one yeah and used to save all his downloads so that's a, there's a chance but other than that the first six are gone so Townsend Coleman was at uh, 
one of the toy shows up in Meadowvale in Mississauga okay. that they have like once a month. And uh, Colin and his crew, and uh, they put on a great show, the 80s Toy Expo. Oh, wow. Right, yeah. So what he usually does is he brings in a wrestler and a voice actor, and those are his guests. It's mm-hmm. just a little one-day toy show, but, yeah. you know, he brings in these awesome guests. Uh, like last time I went, it was Jim Cummings and nice. uh, Ted DiBiase. Okay. Okay. Uh, but then the year before was Townsend Coleman, and who was the wrestler? can't remember who the wrestler was. One of them 80s wrestling wrestlers. But Townsend Coleman was there, and I interviewed him for the show. Nice. Yeah, and he was so nice. And you're yeah, right, kept busting out dude. the voices without asking yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was only like a 10, 15-minute interview, but he was totally cool. Oh, cool. So when I heard that yeah. on your show, I thought maybe you were there that day. No, this is going back okay. like 2010, right on. maybe. He oh, gave wow. me a bumper, though, for POI as uh, points of interest, my nice. the network. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as Michelangelo. Nice. So it's Michelangelo being like, you are listening to the Points of Interest Network, (laughs) Kakawabunga. And I was like, oh my God. And then he got so excited because uh, out of the blue, I asked him what was it like working with Mickey Dolenz because he's the voice of Arthur on the tick. Right. And he nerded out hard because he was like (laughs) a huge Monkees fan his whole life. Yeah, yeah. To work with Mickey Dolenz, he's so excited. That would be exciting. I hear Mickey Dolenz is the shit. I hear he's an awesome guy. There are still a lot of those guys we think that are gone or not gone. They're still doing... I'm I'm going to see him in concert in June, actually. You, I, okay. We can't not talk about music. I... Because... I love how, it, I don't even know how to describe it, but your taste in music is so perfectly, perfectly Niagaran. I don't know <laughs> okay. if that makes sense. Sure. But you love the boss. Yeah. And oh, God, yeah. Barney Bentall. Yeah. Huge Barney So Bentall my mom, fan. when I was a young kid, yeah. My mom was a huge Barney Bentall fan, and I would get her the album for Christmas and birthday. Like she's a huge fan, and then you forget about Barney Bentall for whatever twenty years yeah. until Jay Stu starts bringing it up on the show, talking about Barney Bentall. Yeah, and you realize he's still out touring, and yeah. you're still loving every oh, minute yeah. of oh, it, yeah. eh? He's, he's my favorite. Yeah, just all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you interviewed him yet? No, I I would love to. <laughs> I I don't see that. Being and I don't mean any disrespect, but I don't see that being the most difficult no, I, get out there. No, I, I had the recorder with me, the show we saw in Toronto last summer. Yeah. But it was actually a big, huge crowd, and he was pretty busy, so I didn't want to bother him. Yeah. So. You got hit up. Do you know where he lives? Like where his home like, base is? Oh, like Vancouver or something yeah. like that. You gotta Skype it up. Get him on the Skype, man. Yeah. Gotta, uh, the slackers. Who are a ska band in a New York City? Oh, I've seen you talk about that. My oh, favorite wow. band to ever exist. Oh, cool. I've seen them 26 times. Wow. Last weekend was my 26th time oh, seeing them. And I, just to throw this in, 22 for Barney now. See, <laughs> total same. That's why I'm saying you got to get them on because when you sit down, and I was, that was another one I was really nervous of. So, I get in touch with one of them. Dave Hilliard, who's their saxophone player, one of their founders. And I was like, I'm this guy. You're coming to Toronto. I've seen you many times. Would you maybe up for an interview, like, before the show? Yeah. So, Come on down to the green room, man. We'll hang nice. out, right? So I go down to Lee's Palace, like, two hours before the oh, show. Wow. Go into the back room. It's just me and him in the green room. Hit record. And we shot the shit for, like, an hour. Oh, my gosh. And we talked all about the band and the history of the band. Yeah. And, you know, we got on really well. And, and 
that's when I started really nervous too. <laughs> like I luckily very quickly I calmed out because he's so chill. He's he's literally like this man. He's total jazz like beret wearing guy. Like total beatnik smooth guy, right? Oh, wow. Amazing dude. And uh, so I interviewed him and it was great. And put it up and it was awesome. And he gets in touch with me like a week later. And he's like, "That was a lot of fun. You want to inter- you want to talk to anybody else?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, I'll hook you up with Glenn. And I was like, sure, who's the trombonist singer guy or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> so he, then he gets back to me. He's like, call this number at this date at this time. And I was like, will do. So I called up, and Glenn answered the phone. He's like, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. We talked for an hour. And, oh, my God. Uh, this one, though, was straight-up phone call. So I had my phone on my table a mic to the phone and a mic, to, but I'm leaned over like into it, like I'm I'm doing the whole podcast like this, right? Just for an hour, I sat there talking to my phone, like right here, and it was amazing. So I decided, why stop there? So I hit up their guitarist like two weeks later, and the guitarist was like, absolutely. So we skyped, so I was able to do a pretty decent yeah. Skype record call. So there's six of them, and I've got three of them. Nice. So at the show last week. I went to the three, or sorry, the drummer who I don't have, Ari, he takes off like instantly. Are we in trouble? What's no. Happening? <laughs> no. Just, yeah. Um, no, don't worry about it's it. It's okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Brain farts. It's okay. I'm yeah. just making sure everything's cool. Was, oh, yeah. So the drummer takes off immediately. Yeah. And so I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But I go to the other two uh, who I haven't had. And yeah. I was like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, absolutely. So I got their emails. <laughs> so I'm going to line them up because I have to collect the whole set. Right. Right. It's my favorite band of all time. So I cool. highly recommend you start getting them legendary hearts. Yeah. Start popping on. <laughs> Figure out a way to And it's good times, over, man. Yeah. Skype recorder, I'm telling you, it's a great little thing. Um, I don't know. What do we got? Are we good? We got to go? Yeah. You got to be somewhere? I got to happen? You got acting to do? Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> a cast of people to direct and go line then through lines. Then please tell the people... About it and what's happening. Plug oh, that yeah. shit, yo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's a play called The Bear Bear Bones, and it's a comedy, but it's a love story written by um, an Ontario playwright, Michael Grant. Okay. And uh, it's we had opening night last night, so tonight's performance is at 7. Uh, tomorrow is a matinee at 2, and then the 20th and 21st are both 7 p.m. shows. And it's at the Welland Wellness Community Center in the theater. Exciting. And it's about this empty nest couple who go back to this campground that these take their kids to and to try to rekindle their love because now the kids are gone. They they feel like they're in a rut. Only they find out that the campground has made a serious, massive change, and it's now a nudist camp. (laughs) And they have no clue. So there's these... Naked people, I'm air quotes here, right. um, traipsing back and forth near their campsite all weekend. They're like, what do we do? They're all naked because they're very conservative. Okay. Right. And it's just, so they try to make the best of the weekend because they can't leave because something happens to the camper. And so they're stuck. Awesome. So while they're trying to figure out how they're going to survive the weekend surrounded by nude people, they communicate more right and right. so by the end of the play they're That's smart you know, they yeah kindle their That's marriage sweet. and yeah. they kind of do wild when's it happening thing. again uh we have a 7 p.m show tonight 
and we have a 2 p.m. show tomorrow, Sunday, and then next Friday and Saturday, the 20th and 21st at 7 p.m. Tickets are $17. At the Welland Wellness Center. Yes, on yes. Lincoln Street. On Lincoln Street. I yeah. may be able to hit that up. I don't think I got much going on it's, next weekend. Uh, All ages? All ages. All ages, so All I can bring the fam and Yeah, because there's, right not, on. there's some swearing, and there's no real nudity. It's all like with it's all smoke and mirrors people it's right <laughs> awesome Great. awesome and it's just a it's blast. not it's not a version of the equinox is that what that was yeah. that that is that a horse yeah. play at harry yeah. potter ho- naked ho- yes. harry potter yes. with the horse yeah no no that's not like that at all <laughs> no, oh, and i'm the director boy. awesome awesome uh kids come down to sketchbook comics on glenridge avenue in beautiful st Catharines, ontario canada the hometown birthplace of the jedi ross uh, and it was Jeff. Jeff. It was the owner. Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Thank, uh, well, thank Jeff Russo. Yes. Russo. I've seen that. Me. I wonder if we're friends on uh, Facebook. He is a friend of mine who is a co-moderator of a Marvel DC group. Actually. Yes. Maybe I've seen that name. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> uh, Sarah J. Stu, you guys are the best. Thank I'm you so glad much for having we, us. Yeah, hey, well, I thanks for it. having me, I guess, too. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be crossing this out, but I'll send you guys this if your audience wants to take a listen Absolutely. on your end. I love and, you know, it. Oh, yeah. We'll do this more often it, for it sure. It was a mutual having. Yeah. <laughs> Havings are good. Yeah. It's good to be back in my hometown, but check out uh, We Got the Geek. Uh, I listen on iTunes, so I don't know where the hell yeah. else you are. Yeah, where the hell else iTunes. are you? Right? Yeah. Is there, I don't want to say it and not be true. No, it's on iTunes. We have our own <laughs> website, www.wegotthegeek.com. Yes. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on, uh, what's the other one, Instagram? Instagram. That's the other one. <laughs> Snapchat. No, we're not on Snapchat, but Instagram. Yeah. Instagram yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, yeah. The tweets, uh, the tweets. <laughs> for you got the geekers, uh, go to www.elegantweapon.ca or iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all, <laughs> all them places. <laughs> Guys, uh, this was so much fun. We definitely got to do this more often. I love Big it. time. Yeah, very cool. Um, I don't know how you guys end off, but I got a little bit of a send off how I end my shows. Uh, and that's to tell all the people that we got uh, nothing else but that this week. So. Take it easy.